You are now listening to the Redskins Couch Dad Podcast with your host, Rod Murray. Yo, what's up? Welcome to the third edition of the Redskins Couch Dad Podcast. I'm your host, Rod Murray. I got a special guest with me today, man, a good friend of mine. Wesley McMahon, say what's up, man. What's up, what's up? What's going on? Not much, man. I'm glad to have you, man. So let's get into it, man. Triple G, Canelo fight, man. Tell me what you think, man. That shit was crazy, man. It was crazy. Uh, For the most part, man, you know, it was a good fight. Money well spent, money well earned. I thought Triple G won. I thought Triple G, uh, he was the aggressor, you know, throughout the fight, but... uh, but when you see the replays, Canelo landed the power punches. That's that's what I say. He landed. Man. He landed the real good power punches, and um, he did what he needed to do to get the draw. So at the end of the day, it was a good fight. That's what I think, man. I think people are gonna be upset there was nobody decided. You know, all oh, Triple G should have won. There's some people that say Canelo would have won, but at the end of the day, I was I wanted an exciting fight. Coming out of what we saw a couple weeks ago with the Floyd Mayweather and the McGregor fight and that that circus, what that was. Yeah, but the Floyd Mayweather, uh, the McGregor fight, that wasn't bad. But it's like two different ex- expectations. Was, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's two different expectations. This is what I wanted to see. Yeah, this, this I was mean, a fight I get it. from start to finish. I you had two boxers in the same domain with the same experience coming together, and we got a good fight. But you, but my, my my point is, you can't compare the two. You know what I'm saying? The Floyd versus Connor, that was the spectacle. No, not, the not spectacle trying, I'm not fight. trying to compare. What I'm it saying was. is we got back to what boxing is supposed to be. Okay. We okay, saw okay. a true fight and that, like I said, some people will be upset that it was just, oh, well, it went down to a draw and boxing is rigged and they got to have number two. But if you're a boxing fan, that's what you wanted to see. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be something in boxing, you know. Those, there's always going to be those doubts. But you can make a case for either one. But, uh, yeah, that eight, 118 and 110, I don't know about that. But, you know, as long as we get a, a second match, man, it's all good. Second, I was entertained. Oh, hey, that's all that matters, man. It, we got what we paid for. We saw a great fight. Like I said, me personally, I think Canelo kind of controlled the beginning rounds. Um, Triple G kind of came out. I won't say shook, but he definitely came out a little uh, cautious, uh, trying to get his feel of what Canelo was doing. I think four through eight. Uh, with definitely Triple G's rounds. He definitely controlled those, had uh, Canelo on the ropes a lot, had him yeah. in the corner, and he punished him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He made him pay for it. Yeah. But I think at the 10th round, Canelo inserted himself again. And from that point, that's where he kind of swayed it back in his favor to make the judge do it to where he had a draw. You know what? I was the, I was disappointed with Triple G, man. I was disappointed. Everybody was talking like Triple G, he was killer. He was a killer. He was going to dominate everybody. He was going to just run through people. I didn't see it, man. Maybe I'm not. I've seen some of his fights before, but um, with the big fight, man, it's the big stage. Uh, probably the biggest fight he ever fought in. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect a knockout, a complete knockout. I can see what makes him so good, but still, you know, it seems like it just wasn't. It wasn't. He didn't live up to a hype. Him personally. Now, I will say. Triple G's careers has been flooded with with fighters. This is the first real contender in Canelo that he fought, um, and Canelo has a strong chin. He he has yet yeah. to been knocked out in his boxing boxing career. So 
to think that uh, Triple G would come in and impose his will on Canelo like he had did previous fighters. I was not expecting that. I know some people that say, well, he's going to knock him out. And listen, Canelo's no slouch. Um, he may not be putting people on the ground like Triple G has. And he did take that one loss to Floyd Mayweather. But, I mean, he's still a fighter at the end of the day. One yeah, that needs to yeah. be respected as such. Yeah. And uh, what, I, what I think he did tonight, or... he looked real good against Cotto. Yeah. Uh, what I think he did tonight, man, was he solidified a, a part two, which is, again, I want to iterate this as, as we end this segment. I want to end it by saying, if you are a true boxing fan, you wouldn't mind a, a, a number two. Even if somebody no, had one. Number two. If somebody had one, if you were a Triple G, he got the victory, you'd be saying Canelo should have won and you wanted a round yeah. two. So if Canelo would have won, it would have been the same way for Triple G. So this way you get a draw out the gate and hopefully – um, as they ended the show with, either they're going to pick up the second fight with a round 13 or it's going to be a totally different fight and they're going to come out with a whole different game plan. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm definitely going to buy that one like I just bought this one. Yeah, I hope yeah. you guys enjoyed it as well as much as we did. Um, we had a good time with it. Yeah, but also, yeah. man, uh, Saturday wasn't just about the fight. It was a couple uh, couple of good college football games on or, or what should have been uh, good games. I don't know if you caught any of that Florida-Tennessee game and how that ended crazy. Yeah, I, I caught the tail end with the long touchdown pass. At the end? But, yeah, uh, I didn't see the majority of the game. It's just, you know, Tennessee, Florida, with the way they've been looking, it's just like, come on, man. <laughs> come on. But it was a great game. Uh, you could probably talk more about that. But Tennessee, Florida, with the way Florida looked against Michigan, I, I, had two no teams I had going, no desire to watch that. And two and teams going Tennessee, in one direction, man. They should have got destroyed against Georgia Tech, who came out with some lucky ass shit against Georgia Tech. Man, you gotta. I mean, I, 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 I have no, I have no desire to watch. I had no desire to watch them two teams fight, but I did watch uh, UCLA and Memphis. Hey, did you watch that game? Memphis looked good, man. Yes. Memphis looked very good. Um, Josh Rosen. He proved to me what I thought he was. Yeah. Um, he's a gunslinger that is not afraid to throw it in traffic, and, yeah. and, and Memphis made him pay for it. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think they overlooked Memphis. Memphis was one of them teams that was just on the schedule, as as a lot of colleges do, kind of schedule those tweener teams right now as filler games, and, and Memphis took advantage of it, man. Um, they definitely they won the turnover battle. Um, they were more aggressive with the ball and on defense as far as tacking, tacking Rosen and making him make plays with the ball, and unfortunately he didn't. Um, yeah. But that was a great game. Uh, they definitely went down today. Um, so that's going to suck going forward yeah. for them. But I, I still like Rosen, man. I think he's he's going to be good. But, again, he ain't – he still – he has that, you know, gunslinger mentality. He ain't he ain't like like Jameis Winston. Well, I guess he is. So what would you rank Josh Rosen, <laughs> Sam Darnold? Uh, right now, ahead, Josh. Uh, would you rank him ahead like Jameis Winston, Andrew Luck, and – so, no, first of all, no, none of these quarterbacks in, in the class of what Andrew Luck was and Jameis Winston was in college. Let's, let's nip that in the bud. But I will say, of the current elite class that is now, um, and I wrote an article on this on the website, um, I think Sam Darnold, and I'm going to have to go back and adjust it because I believe I had Josh Rosen up there. But I think Sam Darnold right now um, is in a league of his own. I yeah, believe I uh, Mason Rudolph out of Oklahoma State, who had a great game today, um, is slowly, he's slowly he's tweaking slowly. up there. I mean, I think he, he's good, but he seems a little, you know, once he seems a little stiff to me, you know. Man, that he, bigger, taller, stiff quarterback, Brock Osweiler. I watched his man throw puts, five touchdowns in the first half. Yeah, today. I mean, he's good. I, maybe I just need to see more of him. But I'm telling you. But from what I've seen, he's like maybe like a Joe Flacco light 
Maybe. No. This man has the tools. Now, I, will, I agree with you to say I, I need to watch more film. Um, yeah. they're, they're a gunslinging team, so it's expected. If they're going to win, he's going to put up five, four touchdowns a game. Yeah. Um, but the way he does it, um, how he can throw the ball on the rope, um, I think those are all characteristics that, and you will, that's what the NFL is going now. Tall, yeah. tall quarterbacks, um, that can see over the line of scrimmage, can make the pass across the seam. So if he can do it in the college level, what he has done at Oklahoma State, like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing him in the NFL. If today, yeah, if my Redskins had to choose a successor to Kirk Cousins, I would take uh, Mason Rudolph over Josh uh, Rosen out of UCLA. I mean, that's just me personally. Again, what I saw today out of Rosen, um, out of UCLA. Um, was not good at all. I saw a quarterback that was forcing it, trying to make too many plays and stop, instead of making a safe pass. He had one where he had a crossing route wide open, yeah. overlooked it, throw back across his body, uh, ended up being an interception. In the NFL, we know you won't get those those opportunities to make an easy pass like that ever. But we would take Sam Darnold over both. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Sam, Sam Darnold, Darnold again, Sam Darnold. But again, yeah. even with Sam Darnold, he has um, deficiencies as well as a quarterback. He tends to want to, you know what I'm saying, slide in there. And on the collegiate window, um, that we both know won't exist at the NFL level. Yeah. Um. So we'll look and see. What about um, Baker Mayfield? Yeah. Um, I'm high Kurt. on Baker Mayfield he, he, as well. He plays Kurt. I I wouldn't want him as a quarterback. Um. I think he's uh. He's, he's a playmaker. He's, he's a, a playmaker. He's a playmaker. I, I personally believe uh, a quarterback in Washington has to be a, a system guy. Um. I, I don't think uh, we need could any you playmakers. Imagine, could you imagine him with uh Dan Snyder, the owner, oh, and Baker no, May- Mayfield? No, no. And we don't need right. we don't need yeah. any more prima donnas oh, at NBC, man. man. We went through our our RG three stage, so I believe that's why the Baker Mayfields, the Lamar Jacksons, the guys that personalities will supersede them inside of the NFL based on the collegiate accolades. I just don't think we, we don't need those type of guys there. So bring us one of those those quiet guys, a Mason Rudolph that just wants to go in. From what I've seen, haven't seen much that doesn't mind standing out of the forefront yeah. and just want to get the job done. Um, yeah. that, that's one of the guys I want on our team. And Mason Rudolph, he's he's a safe pick. I mean, you want Sam Darnold, but I mean, Baker Mayfield with Redskins. You know, Redskins always has quarterback drama, and you know, that's, Baker Mayfield would be more quarterback no, drama. We don't, and, we don't. I mean, that's just the Redskins way. You two know years ago, when Kirk Cousins first took off, we had one of the quietest off seasons we had ever had. Went on to go nine and seven, lost in the first round of the playoffs. All right, or Lamar Jackson. No. <laughs> I love Lamar Jackson as an athlete. I yeah. treat, he he is probably one, one of the most electrifying players we've seen since Michael Vick. But as a quarterback at the NFL level, yeah, he's I, just a, he's I'm just, not there yet. Yeah, he's just a college quarterback. I mean, he's just a great college quarterback. I think yeah, and you know that's it, man. You know, just a great college quarterback. Right now, if he honestly, he should probably stay one more year, really work on his pocket game, and then even when he gets to the NFL, sit a year behind. Drew Brees or somebody like that. Or oh, whoever drafts him, yeah. he's going to sit. I, yeah. Lamar Jackson is not a guy that's going to step in a legion team. Skills. He's not going to step in a yeah. legion team. He's going to need a year to adjust. I think the system they run in Louisville is not very NFL-centric. Uh, um, so I think he's going to need a year to adjust to the NFL if he even stays at quarterback. I'm a firm believer that Lamar Jackson will find another home outside of the quarterback position in the NFL. You remember like Seneca Wallace? Yep. Yeah, I think yep. he could be. He could play a little bit of everything. Come in, take some snaps at quarterback if you need to. He's like Joe Webb, who's Carolina Panther, Minnesota Viking, thing Carolina Panther. He's like a better man. He's like a better version to me of Joe Webb. Yeah, I throw a little bit of Cordero Stewart in there too. Oh yeah, um, somebody that just has the ability to make the pass. But again, I just don't think as 
once again, Lamar, Lamar Jackson right now, if you had to close your eyes and what's the first thing stuck out to you, you'd say his speed. Yeah. And I just believe at the NFL level, everybody's fast. You know what I'm saying? So if you take that away and go down to the fundamentals of Lamar Jackson, does he has what it takes to be an NFL quarterback? And, and I personally don't see it right now. And you saw it tonight going up against Clemson. Exactly. Um, for the second time. Now they see him. So you saw him last year. Saw him on tape a little bit. So once you, they see him again, know how to stop him, know how to do things with the defensive line to kind of shut down those lanes. Yeah. Then, you know, he can be, he can be stopped. But I also think to that same point, it's not all Lamar Jackson against against Clemson. His wide receivers let him down again. Um, tonight they played timid, they played scared. Um, they didn't they didn't attack the ball either. They didn't come back to a couple routes. And on top of that, when your quarterback getting hounded like that, you got to help him out. You got to separate. Um, hats off to Clemson and that team um, for doing what they did for Silas and all the critics that thought Louisville even had a chance because there were some people out there thinking that Lamar Jackson would. They would pick up where they left off last year, or if he doesn't step out of bounds, maybe they win that game. Um, Clemson with an entirely different quarterback this year. A couple of key losses on both sides of the ball came out and then dominated from start to finish. So basically, put a mute point to all that stuff that people were talking about. So, um, and I even myself, Clemson, yeah, Clemson is uh, they're a real program. Like I think I, I'm like, why don't they get mentioned with the Ohio States and the Michigans and the USC's and the oh, Miami's? No. Like, they're probably, to me, the second. Well, I mean, you have to say they're the oh, second they're definitely best program. The, they're in the, the second. Right now, Clemson is riding a wave, and they're the second best program behind Alabama. Now, I believe they're not ranked, which is, the, I think they're number three. Yeah. They're only behind Oklahoma because of what they just did against Ohio State last weekend. But, I mean, they're right there. You know what I'm saying? One loss, and they're back in the, in the two spot. So. But, I mean, they still don't give any respect. You never hear them with the Oklahoma when people talk about college football. They or beat Alabama. Oklahoma. They beat Oklahoma yeah. two years ago in, the yeah. national, in uh, one of the, the bowling games. They beat games. Ohio State last year. They beat year. Ohio State last year. So, trust me, they're there. It's just the fact that once you lose the face of your team, you're going to lose some of that hype. You lost to Sean Watson, yeah. um, arguably one of the, the greatest college, college players to go through Clemson. Um, and then – Nobody knows who this Kelly Kelly Bryant fella is, um, and he comes in. So you're expected to lose some of that hype. So um, to see them do that, I mean, it's not a knock on them or the talent that they have. If anything, you're just playing the underdog role, which, I mean, if you're not number one, you don't have a target on your back. So allow them to just slide throughout these playoffs like they always do, make it in one of these buy-in games or bowling games, and then they be in the national championship again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. If I'm Clemson, I, I don't mind um, none of the attention. Yeah, Put me on the schedule I play, and I do what I got to yeah, do. Yeah, they're not. They're also not one of the blue bloods. You know what I'm saying? Like the the Ohio States with or Texas. Like tech, it seems like Texas gets still gets more talked about than Clemson for some reason. Texas hasn't been anything in how long? But they still it's get been a talked years. about more than Clemson. But this is the history, man. It's yeah, tradition, it's tradition behind that team. Uh, they, I think they might be or going up. We didn't catch in that game, but they're playing USC right now. So, um. Mm-hmm. There's just the the tradition of Texas is always going to carry them. It's somebody that burnt orange, um, that attracts people to them. Man. It's Texas football, man. Yeah, and the money. They'll always have a face in college football, man. And hopefully Tom Herman gets that team um, back in the right direction. Um, they took a miserable loss to Maryland. Nine yep. times out of ten, they're probably going to lose the USC tonight. Um, so they they have a schedule that that tradition bought them and not the players that they have. So well, they're um, winning right now, Texas. Oh, they are so, winning. Yeah, they're oh, there winning. It is. So, I mean, maybe, maybe they do pull this game out. Well, it's, it's uh, in the second quarter, going to halftime, 24-24. Hey, so my it, mistake. So, 24-24? Yeah, 24-24. Oh, so they tied at half. So, 
Um, they still have to play in that game. I know we kind of doing this podcast a little earlier than that one, but I mean, it just goes to show. And they also going up that historical game between Vince Young and and Matt yes. Leonard and Reggie Bush yes. and what that game was in the Rose Bowl a few years back. So it's a lot of tradition there. It's a historical game, historical place happening back in the Rose Bowl. Uh, we might catch the end of it to see how it turns out. But um, speaking of Ohio State, they took on our alumni tonight, the yes. Army Black Knights. Uh, yes. We both played there. Um, myself from 2007 to 2010, and West Mac uh, from 2006 2000, to late 2005 to 2008. Yeah, so around the same time frame, he was a uh, running back. I was a safety says linebacker. I will say this, man. I think our Black Knights fought hard um, in th- in that game in the beginning. It was a lot closer than what people expected starting off. I know it ended like 38 to seven. Yeah, but at one point it was 17 seven and. And Army was driving to the head, unfortunate turnover, and that kind of yeah changed the game around. Yeah, but what you think about that matchup? How'd you feel about it? Um, I mean, if you're an Army, if you're an Army fan like I am, like uh, Rod is, if you're an Army fan, then you have to be, you don't want to be happy with a loss like that, but you gotta be encouraged that you know this team could be like a, a special team, you know, like uh, last year's was, and and. Just a program, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yep. You like to see a program like that's solid, um, that's going on the right track in the right direction. So that's what I'm impressed with. The whole entire program, the coaching staff, the just the way uniforms, everything about the program seems right uh, to me. Um, yeah, I think since they brought Jeff Monk in there, who uh, recently just got a five-year extension, um, some code on – Congratulations on that. That's real big. Yep. He's definitely uh, – he falls from that Paul Johnson tree. So, yep. he understands the option. And that's what we've always needed, even back to when we were playing. Yep. Um, you know, we went from a pro style with, with Coach Bobby Ross and then Coach Brock came in and was peer pressured into running his style of an option, which they call like the Brock bone or something like that, yeah. which didn't yeah. make any sense. So, then you had Coach uh, Coach Ellison out of Cal Poly come for a few years, and that's the when they won the bowl game against SMU. So, and then he kind of had his moment where he he, he kind of fizzled away as far as uh, production at West Point, and he eventually got fired. So it's good now to have a coach now that understands it, um, knows the option like the back yeah. of his hand, and then bringing the, the talent in with it to run it, you know what I'm saying, to the point that it is. So like you said, I think it's going in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. It's stable, you know. Um, there's a bunch of – when I played, we had, what, Three different offenses. Three different I ran offenses, three yep. di- different offenses. Uh, three completely different offenses with their own different uh, types. So I played under, you know, a bunch of change. And there's always been change even from when I played to when Rod played in his class. So there was still some kind of always um, – it seemed my like army always had something to prove, you know, trying to bowl game and everything like that. I think finally everything is a little stable, so I want to see them keep it up. But about the game, uh, Ohio State, they just have, they had, they just have um, just some players. You they know were the better team. Nobody yeah, expected team. outside of us. Let's just be completely but, honest. What it yeah. is, nobody expected us to win that but, game. But honestly, you know what? Number two, if it wasn't for number two, it would have been a lot closer. Yeah. Number two, what's his last name? Robbins. That kid is special. That kid is special. 
I think he's going, ah, ah. And it's still early, but I think he's going to be better than Ezekiel Elliott. Nah, let's not go that far. He's going to be better than Carlos Hyde. Let's not go Hyde. that far. We're going to cut you off right he's now. He's going to be better than. We're going to cut you I off mean, right now. I mean, that kid's a true freshman, if, if I'm not mistaken. He's a true freshman. Right. But he won't be better than Ezekiel Elliott. Let's, oh, my. I, let's just be honest. Listen, I think he, I think he, after. In two years, he'll be better than Ezekiel. Nah, we can Elliott. stop that right now. You're talking I, straight I just, nonsense. No, no, no. He, he just won't has nowhere near Ezekiel special. Elliott. He is special. I agree. He is special. I, I'm not saying he's not a special. And football Ezekiel player. Elliott's a great player, but I think this Robbins, I think he'll end up being better than Ezekiel Elliott. No. He just has the juice. Absolutely not. I haven't seen. I don't know when was the last time I seen Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, granted, it was against Army. Yeah, but that's yeah, how I stopped it. Right. So I stopped you're it right, right there. Okay, but but that's I mean, why I stopped he, he just right has there. the moves. He ha- he has moves that I think seen, I, I think seen... Ezekiel Elliott doesn't have. No, well, he just has that juke, well, that little quick spin. What was it last week when they lost to Oklahoma? My point exactly. Yeah, we I mean, can't he base it. We can't base his production ball. today against Army Black Knights, our team, who I love to death, um, and put him put him against what Ezekiel Elliott is and what he was at Ohio State. Because he was even I mean, more, yeah. more dangerous at Ohio State. Um, so, I, that's not a fair assessment. Ezekiel Elliott, I, I didn't do I'm that. I'm not saying he's better than him now. Another I'm running saying, back did that. I'm, I'm saying in two years, he's, I, I, I honestly believe he's going to be a better player than I Ezekiel don't think Elliott. He will. But, but speaking on Ezekiel Elliott, let's, let's get on into the NFL, man. Um, my Redskins take on the Rams this week. Looking for our first win. Um, and we got to get it. We got to get it, man. Yeah. I'm a... Uh, I, I hate to call this a must win for us, but similar to last year, how we yeah, felt like week three was, we got to get this win against the Rams. Yeah, and, you know, the offensive coordinator going to the Rams, becoming the head coach, the great start by the Rams, that all plays in, man. No, it's real big now. I will say plays in. They played the Colts now, so we can't take it too far. It should be like, oh, they did this, and he's doing that such a good job. It was a great opening, but it was against the Colts. I yeah. believe whoever plays the Colts this week is going to kill them as well. They just they're not there yet. Yeah, but I'll say Especially about Andrew Luck. And yeah, no Andrew Luck, and I think I don't even know oh, if uh, Jacoby Brisket is starting, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, um, they look like a formidable team. They look uh, like they could be a problem for us. Now I'll say with Aaron Donald coming back, yeah, and the way our offensive line played last week against the Eagles. That could be a point of concern for us. Yeah, it could be. Um, and then you have Robert Quinn coming off the edge. Um, and that whole defensive line is, uh, is you know, really good. So it's going to be another tough defense. And the Eagles probably have – they have, probably have one of the better defensive lines in the league with uh, Graham and Fletcher Cox. So I wouldn't put too much into that. I think there's still some hope for Redskins. But y'all get two great defensive lines in a row. You're probably not going to uh, face two better defensive lines in a row than Eagles and the Rams with Aaron Donald there. So, um, I don't think it's a must win. I don't think it's a must win. I think the division games with, the, with Cowboys and Giants, um, I think those are must wins. But I think this is, y'all, y'all got to find an identity. I still don't know what your identity is. A lot of new pieces. And that's the biggest thing. We don't have one just yet. I thought we would come out and run the ball more against the Eagles. Uh, we did not. Uh, we think we only had 13 carries total. And and now they're saying we may run. If, the, if it fits in the game plan, I personally don't want to hear that. We, we're phasing out Josh Dotson. He's now questionable for tomorrow's game, which is which is big iffy, uh, which means if he's not playing, then yeah. who's our number two now? 
Um, Terrell Pryor isn't what I thought he was coming in the offseason. A lot of hype. One of our highly touted uh, free free agent acquisitions that we brought over from Cleveland. And he had a couple of drop yeah. in weeks yeah. one. So we got a lot of pieces we need to fix on the offensive side of the ball. But I truly be- believe it begins with the Jordan run. Reed last week? Where was Jordan Reed? Yeah. But I'll say that to say he's our best player. So if yeah. anything, the defense is going to be smart enough to take him out. That's why you got to have other people step up. Ryan Grant did step up. He had a couple catches. Um, but it's just not going to be enough. Uh, Vernon Davis, we got to find that guy again. You yeah, know what I'm exactly. We got. We have to. Our offense has to put us in positions to win. Our, but, our defense you know, is doing good. Yeah. But. And then the Rams and the Redskins. You know, they always kind of ever since going back to the RG three trade. You know, it's always been you know who, which organization between the two of those. Honestly, got the better of the RG three trade because. Although a lot of those players have gone away, um, a lot of those players have stayed. So, Kirk Cousins is part of that RG3 whole thing. So, if – and then the coordinator coming to the Rams would be the head coach. So, if the Rams, if they win this game, and it seems like they're further along than the Redskins are, then that doesn't make you feel good as a Redskins. No, not at all. And this is why I say this is a must-win for us because week three we have the Raiders. Yeah. Week four um, – we have the Chiefs. Oh, um, so it's not as if our season gets any easier before we go into a week five bye. So. And at the beginning of the season, when you're trying to do those W's, L's, W's, L's, this is a W. Yeah, this was definitely a W. You write w, this yeah. down as a W. Yeah, the we Rams. Definitely did. We wrote the Rams down. We should have. Yeah. Um, and, and nobody ever admitted, but um, at least the first two weeks, we had a five game winning streak against the Eagles. So we at least, um, if you're a betting guy, you had us two and two at worst, and this is prior to the Eric Berry injury for the Chiefs. But you at worst had us going two and two into the bye week. Mm-hmm. But if we lose this game here, we could be looking at zero and four, and, and then season's over. And then people could be saying season's over for us all throughout that bye week. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely not what what, what we need. Uh, changing gears, your Panthers. You yes. know, yeah, you got the Bills this week. How you feel about them boys? I feel real good, man. I think it's going to be a good game, though. It's not going to be an easy uh, easy win. I just don't think the Bills have a lot defensively. I think they're still trying to um, find themselves as a team. But you can't count the fact that Sean McDermott, head coach, defensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, he knows Cam. He knows Cam's strengths. He knows Cam's weaknesses. Um, and he tries. He's tried to model the Bills after the Panthers. So, with the head coach, it's again with the head coach being the defensive coordinator. Your uh, the head coach for the Rams being the offensive coordinator with the Redskins. Um, there's going to be a lot of familiar familiarity there. But I think we're just more talented. To be honest with you. Yeah, I think the, um, we're the, just we're just far more talented. We should not lose this game because we just have more talent. Cam Tyrod Taylor is a great, uh, is a very good quarterback, a good quarterback, not a very good quarterback, but he's not, he's not, um, I don't think near Cam Newton as far as an overall player. He's um, not, I believe. You hit on a great point. Uh, I don't think the Bills are there talent wise. They've traded away a lot of their talent. Yeah. On both sides of the ball, I believe they have enough though to make create some turnovers. Um, Cam can be uh, turnover prone at times trying to force a couple of things. So I think the Bills and the relationship and the history that Sean McDermott has with that team will put them in positions yeah. to expose Cam in various situations. Now, can the Bills on the offensive side of the ball with Tyrod and, 
and LaShawn McCoy, you know what I'm saying, capitalizing those turnovers is the big question. Yeah. Well, um, we're, we're a good run-stopping team, so I'm not worried, worried too much about LaShawn McCoy because we stopped the run very well. Um, I don't think they have enough pieces on the outside to hurt us um, with our young cornerbacks. Um, so I'm not too worried about that. Um, my worry is, you know, Cam turning the ball over, making it close, not really going to, you know, not really putting the ball in the end zone, making it close, and then, you know, anything can happen. Yeah, that's my biggest thing. I don't think LaShawn McCoy is your, your, your issue. I believe it's Tyros Taylor's ability to extend the play. Yeah. Um, nobody can cover forever. Um, so if he can extend a couple plays, um, a couple runs here, you know what I'm saying, get off a couple of little shot passes there, that's where I think this game stays close. Um, again, defensively for the Bills, I don't think they have enough. They have a lot of system guys, a lot of guys they're building at this point. Yep. Um, I saw Tredavious White out of LSU, their first-round pick. I don't believe they have any real secondary back there outside of him. And again, he's just a rookie. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think they have the skill. Now, that defensive line yeah. with Marcel Darius and Kyle Williams can pose an issue for your offense a little bit. But outside of them two guys, um, I think uh, they have Alfonso Williams out of Ohio State um, and even Shaq Lawson out of Clemson. So yeah. there's names on yeah. their defense. I just don't think they have the ability yet yeah. to cause a problem. Yeah, they're still too young. Uh, actually, McCown, or yeah, McCown, he actually did some work against them. And that's, you know, Josh McCown. Yeah. And he actually did some work against them. To me, this is uh, more about Cam Newton, how he looks. Um, I was a little disappointed in the first half with him. Uh, quite honestly, he looked terrible. He missed a few guys high. He was missing guys in the end zone. Um, he looked like bad Cam. I could say that. But... Um, second half, he picked it up and he looked good. So this is about him recovering and building onto uh, his success um, with second half of last week, and hopefully he can capture that magic because um, he's the he's the key he's the key to the, he's the engine behind this team. When he plays great, then this team goes well. Uh, Luke Keekley's great. Um, we got Kwan Short, Thomas Davis, Kelvin Benjamin, Greg Olson. They're all great. Um, and you know, Rod, I've never been, uh, I've liked Cam Newton, but I've never been his biggest fan. True I've enough. been frustrated with him. You know, True enough. you know, I often criticize Cam Newton. True enough. But I will say that when, when, um, he plays well then we're hard to beat, you know? Hey, so, so. before we jump on, uh, I want to ha- highlight two two other games and, and get your thoughts on those. I do have this one question, all right? Um, you guys selected Christian McCafferty um, as your first-round pick. Now, there was a running back behind him that got drafted behind him named Dalvin Cook. Yeah. He did something very special on Monday night yeah. against the Saints. Yeah. Now, my question is, if you could do it all over again, and I know it's early, you just got one game of substance. If you could do it all over again and say you drafted a cornerback in the first round and then came back and got Dalvin, Dalvin Cook in the second because he was still available at that time mm-hmm. when you made a second-round pick. And I think you guys picked up Curtis Samuels yeah, out of Ohio State. Yeah. Now, if you had it all, do it all over again, who would you prefer? So, would I prefer a first-round pick and then McCaffrey or just McCaffrey no, 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 and Dalvin no, no. Cook straight Either, up? 
you said your first round pick goes to a defensive player and you come back and get Dalvin Cook in the second, or would you rather keep it the way you got it now? Honestly, I, I would rather have Dalvin Cook. I would rather have Dalvin Cook if I got that other first round pick. Now, player to player, I have McCaffrey because McCaffrey, um, he can do a little bit more as a receiver. I don't know. Uh, he that- can he can play receiver. And special teams, again, so he's a little bit more versatile. I think he gives something that Cam needs. But, listen, I've always loved Alvin Cook. I thought he was a great player at Florida State, really liked him. So, it, I, I'd be happy with either one of those, um, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey. I thought Leonard Fournette was – everybody that's saying either one of those two should uh, go over Leonard Fournette, I thought they were crazy. I think he's by far – well, not by far, but I think he's clearly the best running back that came out that class. That's just my opinion. You just asked my I, question, though. My question was, if you keep it as is, or if you could go back, you would draft a defensive player, which let's both admit, you guys even help on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Would you be using that first-round pick for a defensive player, and would Dalvin Cook end up being where he was, still available at your number no, two pick, would you got Dalvin Cook? I would I would take the uh, first round defensive player and Dalvin Cook. Okay. I I, w- I would do that, but Dalvin Cook shouldn't have never been there. No, he yeah. shouldn't have never been there. He, he should, should have been the first round. Yeah, pick. he shouldn't have been available. But so it happens. Players um, fall. It was a lot. It was a lot more. Offensive players went earlier than everybody expected. We thought yeah. it'd be a defensive draft out the book, but I mean that's back in April. Here we are here in September. I mean teams are the teams. Um, so two other games we want to highlight before we get out of here real quick. Um, the first one being the Cowboys and the Broncos. Who you got in that game? Uh, I like the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys. I think um, the strength of Denver is the pass rush and the DB play. Um, running the ball isn't um, the strong uh, – stopping the run. Denver's great at, but um, I think Dallas can run the ball on them and Dak can make enough big plays to get that uh, victory. But it's going to be a close game. It's yeah. going to be a close game. To me, it's a toss-up. But if I had to pick one, I would pick Dallas. Um, I think they just match up well with the Broncos. Yeah, I spoke up on Dallas earlier this week. I just think their offensive line is the key to them winning um, this entire season, not just tomorrow. Uh, I do agree with you that Denver is secondary and pass rush. The interior of that line is a, is a question mark to me. And I just don't think offensively they have it yet. Um, they're still searching for that, that stability at quarterback. Yeah. I know Trevor Simeon is their guy now. Um, I, I like Trevor Simeon. I like him, but I just don't I think don't, he, he yeah. doesn't have it. He doesn't have the ability to, to drive down the field against uh, – a, not even that Dallas has a, a solid defense. They have enough that can cause you problems. Yeah. But I believe if they had one effective quarterback with a, a decent – Offense around him, then they would be in trouble. But I just don't think Trevor Simeon's that guy to carry a team. Yeah. Um, he needs to be carried. Um, and they don't have the running game to carry him to the points they need to. So I still think Denver, if they were in another division, if they were in the AFC South or the well, anybody uh, in the AFC South would be a problem. Yeah, well, I mean, if they were in the NFC North, I think they would win the division. Although, and you bring a good point on that. Deshaun Watson looked very good in Houston uh, two nights ago. Yeah, he looked good. He looked, he looked he looked real good. good. So yeah. I'm excited about his future. Um, I'm glad he got the reins a lot earlier than a lot of people uh, thought. I said it from the beginning. Uh, Tom Savage didn't have to play bad. Yeah, he just he just didn't have to do enough. Yeah, and that's what happened week one. He just didn't do enough. Um, to to keep that position. Like I said, they invested so much into Deshaun Watson with that high pick. You knew it was only a matter of time before he took over. And I think yeah. he solidified himself. 
with that run. And Deshaun, yeah, yards. Deshaun Watson just has some skills that translates well t- to me to play off football. He can make enough plays with his feet, uh, run the ball, and let the defense do the work. Yeah. And then all Deshaun Watson to, has to do is make some plays, manage the game, make some plays with his feet. Seattle Seahawks formula. Yeah. And um, I just think that that offense finally has that one piece it was missing. They have all the weapons on the outside. They have Lamar Miller as running back now. And they were just missing that quarterback that wouldn't turn the ball over. Yeah. That would be smart with the ball. And the scary part about it is this is this man's first game. Yeah. yeah. His first game. So he's only going to get better. And that defense on the defensive side of the ball is spectacular when they have somebody on the offense yeah. driving him. The so, key, yeah, the key with him is that week 14, week 15, either he's going to play better and if he picks up his game, then Houston, you got to love Houston's chances. Or teams get taped on. Uh, college football is a 14-game season. It's not, it's not a 16-game season. And he kind of deteriorates as the season goes along because he is a rookie. And then he kind of falls off a little bit. So that's the key. Is he going to rise or is he going to fall? And that's going to kind of... I think he'll rise because he doesn't... They're they're not going to ask him to do much. They're going to ask him to get the ball out to DeAndre Hopkins. They're going to ask him to hand it off to Lamar Miller. Braxton Miller's there. So he has weapons to get the ball to. He's not going to be asked to do um, outside of his capabilities. And I think they'll bring him along slowly. And then, like I said, hopefully, I would love to see them in the playoffs as a young team. But um, we'll see. Um, The second game, I think the biggest game of uh, tomorrow, um, the NFC Championship rematch. Um, the Atlanta Falcons against the Green Bay Packers. Who you got there? I like Atlanta. I like Atlanta. Um, the Green Bay, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, they're, they're always going to be dangerous. You know, they got some new pieces with the secondary. But, I mean, Green Bay, I think, honestly, I think they might be the most overrated team in the NFL. Really? Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, really. Over New England. No, I think New England, you know, when they get going, they're going to be fine. But Green, we always talk about Green Bay. They're going to the Super Bowl. There's this, they're this great team, and then once they get to the postseason, it's like, uh, not so much. Um, and then sometimes in the middle of the season, it's like, what's wrong with Green Bay? What's wrong with Green Bay? Green Bay can't do anything. Um, so I like Atlanta. I just think Atlanta beating by what 30, 40 points in, in the NFC yeah. Championship game. And who did Green Bay get? That can kind of swing that. I know they had a couple key guys hurt. Green Bay did last season, but Atlanta's to me, they I mean, they're just still a better team, and they should win this game. It's at Atlanta. Now Green Bay has Aaron Rodgers, and when you have Aaron Rodgers, um, that's you know that's that a, says that's enough. Equalizer. That says you know enough. What I'm saying? That's an equalizer, and then that Super Bowl hangover with Atlanta. It's real. I think it's real. Um, because you're not going to do things and things are not going to come together like they did the year before. Um, you fall back down to earth. So as a Carolina Panther fan. Yep. So that might play a part in the game. But overall, I think Atlanta, to me, um, even though they had some trouble with Chicago, I think they'll get back on track and uh, I think they'll win the game. I think we differ here. I got Green Bay for... Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers only. Uh, yeah, I like what yeah. I saw last week against Seattle. Um, that was another game that a lot of people didn't give them opportunity because of what you said. They don't have much. Um, they didn't bring in a lot of pieces in the offseason. 
But again, I think they just brought but in. Even with Seattle, I know Seattle had great defense, but um, they couldn't. I mean, I don't know if it was Seattle's offense. No, at some point we have to start giving credit to Green Bay's defense. Yeah, they okay. they they aren't smashing out. Fair enough. They just get the job done. Three and outs and get off the field. Give yeah. the ball back to Aaron Rodgers and let him do what he do best. And that's what I think will happen tomorrow. They won't be. They won't get any turnovers. They won't cause any fumbles. They won't. Amaze you with sacks and, and dominant play, but they'll just quietly get off the field, three and outs, three and outs. And the more you give Aaron Rodgers the ball, the more they're going to be effective. You say Atlanta didn't lose anybody. I said they lost their biggest piece. Cal Shanahan is now the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. So now you lose that piece who was and, running your offense. Yeah, and you could see it in the game with Chicago. Exactly. Uh, the play, call, play calling is a skill in the NFL. Um, calling the right plays, getting your playmakers the ball. Um, finding the right, you know, finding the right run-pass ratio. That, those are all skills in the yeah. NFL, and um, they lost it with, shocks, with Kyle Shanahan. So that's a big part, too. But I think Atlanta, I think it's at home for Atlanta. Um, they And they kind of just want, this is, they want, they want to prove Green it, Bay, so. and I won't even say Green Bay. Right now, I'll just say Aaron Rodgers is not going back down to Atlanta to take another donut. I mean, not, not that they didn't score any points, but to lose in the, the fashion that they Gets did. Yeah. He's not doing it, okay? Yeah. They're going to come out early, try to establish whatever run they have with Todd Montgomery again, who I think has made a smooth transition in the running back, which I was worried about. Now I just need him to change his number. Um, but they're going to come in, run the ball, get the ball to Jordy Nelson, and slowly just kind of meticulously move up the field. And like I said, I keep harping on this on defense. They're not going to make a lot of plays, but they're just going to get off the field. Yeah, they're gonna keep the third down conversion down low for Atlanta. They're gonna confuse Matt Ryan with their defensive coverages, and they're just gonna get off the field. And if Atlanta can't stay on the field and, and run out, uh, Devontae Freeman he's gonna get his, Tevin Coleman he's gonna get his, and obviously Julio Jones gonna get his. But at the end of the day, when it, when they tally up the scores at the end of the game, it all comes down to I think the play of Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan won't be on this fire streak that he was last year, a year ago. Mm-hmm. They'll just be week two. And I think at week two, I'm taking the aging veteran, the Super Bowl champion, yeah. over Matt Ryan. So that's why I have Green Bay. We differ. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, again, this is going to be another close game. It's, it's again, another a toss-up game. But I think, you know, at home, I think Atlanta right now, to me, is still better than Green Bay. Um, even though Green Bay had a big win last week against the Seattle Seahawks. Um, to me, Atlanta is still the best team in the NFC until somebody knocks them off. That's just kind of the way I stand with it. So, um, and they should, let's face it, I was over here when we watched the game. They should be yep. Super Bowl champions. Yeah, no, you're right. We were, we they both should be Super Bowl champions We both right were now. shocked, yep. Um, so, I think... I mean, I don't understand why people aren't putting them as the best team in the NFC. I know they started off slow, but um, and then you had the uh, the offensive coordinator swap. But if Green Bay, if Green Bay beats Atlanta, then I have to give them credit. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. they, if they pull this game out tomorrow, on which again, some people think they will, some people think they won't. Then yeah, they deserve the credit that they that they rightfully earned a yep. year ago. Um, and I agree with you. They are still people that are, are, are slept on yep. for various reasons. Um, because of the, let's just call it what it was, the choke that happened in the Super Bowl. A lot of yep. people don't respect them for that. And it's a continued joke. But if they come out and, and they say have a dominant game and 
and obliterate Green Bay like they did a year ago in the NFC Championship. Um, I think you do have to start looking at them. Um, honestly, right now behind Dallas. Yep. I say Dallas and then Atlanta. Um, me personally, but you'd have to put them at least in the yeah, top I mean, three. Of the I NFC. would. I would put them um, at the top. Again, they want they're the NFC champions, and not only are they NFC champions, they pretty much steamrolled through the NFC playoffs. Absolutely. Last year. Yep. So um, either way, we have. I think we can all agree: Green Bay, Dallas, Atlanta. Yeah, it's gonna be the same teams that will be there. Maybe one or two um, surprises. Seattle, hopefully yeah. Carolina, Detroit. Uh, Detroit Monday night will get the opportunity to show us. It was real big what they did to Carolina, uh, not Carolina, but the Arizona Cardinals yep. in Week One, and if Week Week Two against the Giants on Monday night, everybody has to watch. If they can come out there and establish Philly. themselves, Philly's another one. Philly yep. was another one. So. There's some teams out there that's vying for attention right now, but I think when you look at it, it's your Dallas, your Green Bay, Atlanta, and Seattle are your top four teams in that in that NFC uh, conference, and the rest of the teams are, are are slowly crawling to the top. But it's a it's a good slate of week two games. I'm excited to watch all of them. I'll be on my couch uh, tweeting like I always do. Um, West Mac, I appreciate you joining the show, man. No problem. We'll have you on here some more, man. Glad a lot of great here. conversation, Glad to be man. Here, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Hey, man, I hope y'all enjoyed it, man. This has been the Redskins Couch Dad Podcast with your host, Rod Murray. I'll see you next time.